We are back with the finale all division team, and it is the NFC West. Some stars still remain here in the NFC West, but it's it's not quite the powerhouse division that it once was, and it all starts with quarterback. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thank you so much, everyone, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We love all the everydayers out there. Uh, and if you want to become an everydayer, make sure you subscribed up like they are on the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel and everywhere you get your podcasts. All right, let's finish this thing up, Matt. We've got the NFC yeah, now. While uh, I'm in my makeshift studio on vacation, you're about to head out with the family on vacation. It's that time of year. And uh, and uh, but if I forget, it's officially you, the NF- NFL offseason. It's, it's officially, it's the, officially the yeah, the dead period. The dead period, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, so, bef- so we have a before lot of we get started, some, uh, series like this. Yeah, go ahead. You're not going to lobby for like a three minute podcast so we can go on vacation with Aaron Donald and then 2149ers, are you? I mean, it's not that <laughs> far off. To be honest with you, in this division, uh, it's, it's, it wouldn't so, be a bad team. Look, the, and, and but between between the teams in the West, it, it is a pretty strong group, I think, because there's enough stars at, at different spots. But again, it's not quite as good as it would have been just a couple of years ago. And, and some of the careers have taken a turn, and some of the the rosters have started to turn over, especially those in Arizona in Los Angeles. But like you know, guys like Aaron Donald, they're they're still around, and and. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Matt. Matthew Stafford is yeah. still around. Is he that quarterback that can lead this this All Star squad, this All NFC West team in twenty twenty three? Are we going in another direction? Because um, there's guys like Brock Purdy knocking on the door. Uh, maybe it's Trey Lance knocking on the door this year. To be honest with you, you know, with the 49ers and you can never cross anything off the list as far as what goes on with the 49ers in their quarterback position it's been just bizarre but they've gotten some high level play and they got some ridiculous level play from Brock Purdy at the end of last year and then there's Kyler Murray which I don't know what to think about Kyler Murray he's going to miss part of the season but him at the top of his game would probably be the guy but I can't really I don't know if I can put him there over Matthew Stafford right now and then Geno Smith had, had the best year of all of them that's what I was going to say is Purdy had that stretch, you know, and I think he was greatly aided by those around him, but you can't take away what he did. And you're convinced that he is the Niners starter, which I think is probably dead on. Gino had the best year of all. Stafford's one year removed from winning the Super Bowl and is still really good. But what version are we getting? Kyler's injured, but he's still a scary guy. My vote is Stafford, but boy, that's scary. It's scary. If if Kyler wasn't already going to miss time because Stafford right. might miss time and his arm might be shredded and it might be over. Who knows? We'll see what that ends up looking like. But if if Kyler wasn't already missing time, then I think it'd be easier to plug in Kyler here for the upside yeah. over Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, and if Purdy wasn't injured, maybe it'd be easier to put him in here and, and have that conversation. But right now, I think you just have to put Matthew Stafford in as the as the quarterback of the West. I agree with you. I have him in pencil, but should I put it in ink, Matt? I think so. And I bet there's a Seahawk fan saying, did you guys didn't watch Gino enough last year? He <laughs> did play really well, but 
he seems like he's not in the conversation. I, I just don't think yeah. we can be a superpower with him. Uh, it, it's he should be in the conversation more than we put him than in there just on. now. I know, I know, but I, he, I still wouldn't put him. I, I wouldn't put him in. And mm. Gino could be. Gino was the best quarterback in the division last year. He was. And he he could be again, but I I don't project him to be that. I think if everyone's healthy, I project him to be fourth still. To be honest with you. Me too. I have some concerns. Is that is that disrespectful? A little, but I agree. I mean, if everybody's right, I think he's four. And he didn't finish the season super strong. Our team doctors have to have a long sit down with Mr. Stafford, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't well, want end of career Roethlisberger, you know, as, as our quarterback. You know, okay. I mean? You know what? I'm going to make the arg the last argument here for Geno Smith, then, since we haven't given him enough credit yet. He's the only one that we don't have to run through our doctors first before. I know he's the safest the quarterback spot. He's the only one that's safe, but I just don't think we can be a mega team versus the other seven divisions going that route. All right. It's Matthew Stafford. Then. Matthew Stafford is our quarterback of the NFC West. And I promise, Matt, I'm not going to be a homer here and try to plug all the 49ers in on no. this team. But at, at running back, I think Christian McCaffrey has to be the guy. But I will let you make arguments for other backs if you think uh, someone is deserving in the West. There isn't any. I mean, he's clearly the guy. I think he would be my number one running back, period, no matter what division he were in. Um, just a, a little shout out, though. I think Kenneth Walker is a good young player, too, that people were forgetting about because Charbonnet got drafted there. A distant two is Walker to me, but it's McCaffrey. The Seahawks, no matter what happens, are going to have good running back play. And even if Walker yeah. goes down and Charbonnet goes down, they're going to be fine with DJ Dallas and, and Kenny McIntosh, too. Yeah. And we've done this a little, but if the receivers weren't so good in this division, maybe Walker would be our early down back. McCaffrey would be our 11th guy, our joker, you know, because he yes. can do that so well. Exactly. But there's, there's some, there's some talent at wide receiver. And, and yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. we're going to go three wide uh, in this, in this division, which three will it be is the big question. Uh, we've got to build an offensive line too, but first, how about that tight end spot? George Kittle is the highest. Uh, paid just put the a group. niner in. He yeah, is. Just Look, and again, in there I, I'm trying to say it's not just me throwing <laughs> in all the niners, but I, I don't buy an argument for Noah Fant or Tyler Higby or Zach Ertz or Trey no. McBride, you know, name your tight end in the West over George Kittle. Trey McBride is a very sneaky, dirt cheap dynasty guy to grab now because somebody was going to have to catch passes there. But of course it's Kittle. Of course. Okay. I know who the left tackle is too, by the way. <laughs> that's the thing. So, <laughs> and, and I think there, the, that's why this team ends up being better than the division is as a whole because there's still so many stars in the division. There and, are, you know, it's, even with the Rams that have a few that are just shoe-ins, you know, there's three guys that you just can't argue, uh, or at least two guys that you can't argue two, are not sure. going to be in it. And the 49ers have some of those as well. And the 49ers are still the best team top to bottom in this division. Um, and even the, you know, the Cardinals and, and the Seahawks, uh, Seahawks have a you know a good team and an up and coming team, but still have some some players that are no doubters, and and even the Cardinals have one guy later that I'm going to fight for that that has to be on this squad. But um, and actually, there's one on the offensive line as well. So yeah, looking at the offensive line, let's start with tackle. Trent, Trent Williams has been the best offensive yeah. tackle, probably the best offensive lineman in the NFL. That for, was for a little while. So then I think it gets interesting. It gets super interesting. So this is this is a fun conversation, I think, uh, with the offensive line. So looking at tackles, do DJ Humphreys is a is an underrated player, I think, uh, around yes, the yes. NFL for being a first round tackle. I just people don't really talk about him. He's been playing really well for a long time, but but he's the left tackle for the Cardinals. We would have to move him 
to make room for Trent Williams as our starting left tackle. Um, do you move Charles Cross, who was the first rounder for the, the Seahawks, who played really well last year? Their third round rookie last year, Abraham Lucas, played really well on the right side. You have Robert Havenstein's been around for a really long time. Kelvin Beecham, Joe Noteboom. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you like this group? And, and are we moving players is the question. I think in this case we have to. I mean, Havenstein's been fine, but I like our chances of winning games with either Cross or Humphreys on the right side. Yep. I would probably I- lean for Humphreys. Yep, and I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm, I'm moving Cross, I'm moving Humphreys, and Humphreys has played right tackle in the NFL, although it's yeah. been a little while for him, and I, he played even better than Cross did last year, too. So to me, he's still playing at a high level, and we've got a bookend of Trent Williams and DJ Humphreys in the West. I can't live with it. I like it. That's, now, that's do we move somebody? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Do we move somebody inside is the question. How do we build the interior of this kind of. offensive line? Uh, one of the weaknesses probably of this roster. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now you can get that no sweat first bet. When you sign up for new customers at FanDuel, the no sweat first bet is up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So sign up now at FanDuel and get that $2,500 no sweat first bet. There are great promotions every day at FanDuel. I love the website, the the app. They're all so easy to use. You can build your own, own parlays. And of course, when you win, get paid instantly at FanDuel. No better place to bet all of the action than America's number one sports book. And ton of NFL bets to be made. You can bet on receiving leaders, passing leaders, rookies of the year, offense and defense, coaches of the year. Of course, the next Super Bowl champion. You can bet Major League Baseball all season long and snooker uh motorsports golf whatever it is you you love to bet on sports wise and i'm sure nfl is one of those tons of nfl bets to be made at fanduel just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to two thousand five hundred dollars that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the nfl if you're a a snooker master i think there's a lot of money to be made there Go I, I gotta up. feel you like you I mean? could get an advantage. It's kind of like Matt when you and I bet on the NFL draft, and every year I make money on the NFL draft because it's just yep. so easy. When you know, because the betting public, you throw Johnny Manziel as the number three pick, and I'm just like, there's no way that's gonna happen. happen. <laughs> uh, happen. And he, he actually went even too high. But there, there's there's some of those bets that are really easy when it comes to the draft. I bet if you know snooker and you love snooker, um, which I do not. In, in fact, I, I don't, don't either. Know, yeah. I don't even know if you played on a normal. I know it's billiard related. Do you play it on a normal? billiards table i don't think there's pockets i don't think you shoot it in the hole that's the one where there's no pockets i I think so but uh, that's something for the off season i I, I do want to hear transition how about this transition (laughs) from williamson speaking of the nfl draft i think we have to talk about paris johnson at guard okay oh i didn't expect to go there okay i mean as i look at our lads guy uh you know depth chart right now kelvin beecham's penciled in at right tackle dj humphreys pack penciled in at left tackle i think johnson's going to start his career at guard and in a very weak interior o-line division i'm i'm ready to roll with the rookie and in he, he played guard at ohio state up until last year so well how about give me this, this a we talented have, puppy what about this we have such talented veteran tackles do we go with pups at both guards and go with Ram, the rams first pick steve avila as the starting right guard. 
I was going to make that case as well, except I think Damian Lewis for Seattle is a pretty solid guard. So that's the question to me is Lewis versus Avilia. I actually like it. I, I wasn't even considering Paris Johnson um, that be just because of the rookie factor, but right. Yeah. yeah. He, the college tackle moving back inside. He played numerous positions in his college career. If he doesn't start yeah, at right tackle, he could be a very good left guard. So, and that's, that's the place to put a rookie in and kind of hide him. If we don't have star power on the interior of the offensive line. So there we go. Paris Johnson mm-hmm. at left guard. I like that a lot. Uh, that's not cheating because he's going to start his career no. there. I mean, he's going to play Jonathan right. Ogden's first year was at guard. You know I mean? It, I mean, it doesn't mean he's going to stay there forever. The, and let us know, Cards fans, there's an opportunity that he might go win the right tackle job maybe in camp, but but they I could, think he's he getting the first crack at guard. Yeah, right. That's that's the way yeah. it sounds like. Um, they also have Josh Jones, who's a tackle only, so I think he's going to be a guard for at least for this year. And there's some good players here, uh, you know, maybe even some underrated players on the interior in this division, um, you know, but nobody just jumps out at you. So you can make the mm-hmm. argument for you know both of the Niners guards, Spencer Burford, who was a starter last year as a rookie, as a rookie, Aaron Banks, the second rounder from 2021, had a solid second season. Uh, Logan Bruss was drafted high by the uh, you know there's a couple of, actually their first picks in the last two drafts were third rounder Logan Bruss and second rounder Steve Avila. I don't think Bruss played much last year because of his injury though. You got Will Hernandez there, but um, you know I, I think you're right about Damian Lewis being the guy. Yeah, he's pretty guard. solid. I. I that's, that's what I would do. I think it's Lewis, although I like Avilia a lot and it's going to be a really nice pickup for them. Is Allen our center? So we have a, it's not a who's who of names no. at center right now. There's journeyman Jake Brendel, who got a four-year contract and played surprisingly well as the starting center for the 49ers last year. Uh, so there's Jake Brendel. There's Evan Brown in Seattle. They drafted um, Oluwatimi in the fifth round. There is uh, Froholt. Uh, Hoyt is, is how you pronounce his first name, I believe, right? Yeah, I can't go there. In uh, <laughs> in Arizona as the center. And then there's the veteran in Brian Allen, who's, you know, probably just the, the best Fine. guy of the group, even though he's not, you know, anything. Uh, he, he's not a slam dunk pick. But again, with center, it's tough. You're picking from four guys. So there's not a star. You're just picking a veteran that's going to snap the ball and not uh, cause problems for you inside. Yeah. I think this Brian is Allen cheating is our center from the Los Angeles Rams. I think this is cheating because they're both Rams and Allen's going to play center and Avilia is going to play guard, but Avilia is center capable. And I think he had rather have him out there than Allen. But if the Rams aren't going to do that, I don't think we can do that. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So how about wide receiver? We've, we, Ooh, we got I like this group. Some, we got some superstars here. We, we, we've got a couple with, with just about every team here that I think we could consider at this position so this one will be fun and um you know i don't think it's gonna be a second tight end i don't think it's gonna be a second running back as good as mm-hmm. kenneth walker is making this group it's gonna be three wide receivers on offense for us in the nfc west so let's run through this with uh the uh, los angeles rams you've got cooper cup you got van jefferson you got ben skronik who played a lot last year but let's be honest it, it's cooper cup of that group that, that i think has to make this right. squad in san francisco debo samuel and brandon Ayuk definitely deserve consideration for this squad you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett with the first round rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba in the conversation from the Seattle Seahawks. And then Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, uh, Greg, the human Dorch, uh, you know, Michael Wilson is their third round pick this year. I don't know if any of those Cardinals are going to make it, but you have to consider no. uh, Marquise Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't think he's going to make it. I mean, if he was in the AFC South, he would have been in consideration, but I can't put pick him over the Niners or Seahawks guys. 
So Cup is in stone, right? Yeah, well, going back two seasons, Cup and Debo Samuel were maybe the two best wide receivers in the NFL. They were both ridiculous mm-hmm. with what they they did for their teams. They were their their team's entire offenses in 2021. But you know, they I both mean, had Cup weird won the seasons. Triple crown. Right. Cup won, I mean, won Cup, the triple crown. Right. One of the all time seasons ever at wide receiver. Yeah. But he he and, got hurt last year, and, and he was Samuel, awesome before his injury though last year too. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got Cooper. Be in. Cooper Cup is in. Okay. Um, okay. Now we fight. I. Ayuk had the better stats for the 49ers last year. Some people call him a better quote unquote wide receiver, but if you are, are putting an 11th guy on the team, I think Debo Samuel is dynamic can play in the backfield, can play everywhere, slot outside wide back stuff. So to me, Debo Samuel should make it. And then the other outside guy comes from potentially Seattle with DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. And look, when you got a guy who's 6'4, 230 pounds, runs a 4'3 as your X receiver, then you got Cooper Cup as your Z, move him around, have, target him heavily, and then Debo as your third guy in the slot that can move around and do anything everywhere. That's a pretty scary unit. So I adore Tyler Lockett, but unfortunately, I don't think he's going to make the cut. You know, I mean, there's just too many other good guys ahead of him. So we agree, I think, that DK Metcalf is one. You know, we're just going to line him up outside the numbers and go be big and do what you do that is rare. I prefer Ayuk to Debo, but Ooh. I certainly will defer to you. If this was Deontay versus Pickens, I think you'd defer to me. So you made strong points. I love Ayuk. That's not a knock on Debo at all, but I, I think Metcalf and Cup are out there and a Niner. If I'm breaking the tie, I'm still going Debo. I think okay. what he can do is harder to replicate than what Ayuk can do just being a really good receiver. So that's why uh, I would go with Debo. Uh, but I, you could, if you got a shot with more targets, you know, which he might have happen to get at some point, maybe next offseason could get traded. Mm-hmm. Um, it, then, you know, uh, maybe the, it changes the conversation, but the 49ers tell us he's still the, the fourth fiddle after Debo and uh, McCaffrey and George Kittle in that offense. And he has been, maybe that changes this year. And I wouldn't have a problem with Ayuk on this team. I would, I, I just think, I think Debo is just different and hearing Debo, talk about a season last year he was in the uh yeah, uh during like mini camp he was talking about how you know he was out of shape and the the, the whole contract dispute last off season he just didn't have a, a good season he's like i was awful i was that's not happening this year so a uh, honed in debo uh, like i'm excited to see that 2021 version of him i'm excited to see that 2021 version of cooper cup in this division so I, i'm mm-hmm. still taking debo over brandon Ayuk. okay put it in i i liked your point there though because i wanted to mention that a week ago i love that debo took full responsibility and it wasn't like he was bad, but he said, I can be better, you know? Yes. Yeah. Next, let's go to the defense where there are superstars in a lot of places. And this is going to be a defensive line that, uh, that causes problems for other all division teams. If these teams were to stack up and then we'll, um, you know, on, on future episodes, Matt, we're going to reconvene and have to decide which division had the best all division team. Maybe even people have been asking for coaches too. should we throw some coaches in when we stack up these divisions? Uh, I'm fine with that. We'll see how that goes. Okay. I, I could go right. either way on that. That's cool. We don't have time to add kickers and coaches no. as we Long. do these rosters for these episodes, but maybe we will throw them in when we rank them all uh, on future episodes. But let's get to that NFC West defense with defensive players of the year all over the place next. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay. I mean, we've got Aaron Donald and we've got Nick Bosa, who are two of the best defensive linemen in the NFL, period. And I don't think you have to have a, a, 
a conversation, even a short one, about those guys. They're they're nope. in. They're in. Cool. The question right, is, we got two more. Who are the rest of them? The 49ers brought in a, a stud player that you're familiar with and Javon Hargrave from the Philadelphia Eagles and then the the Pittsburgh Steelers before that. Uh it's gonna be hard, I Great think, to find butt. a better defensive tackle in this division than than what yeah, caked up Great as as, uh, <laughs> as we've talked about here on the show. Even and even in even in San Francisco, yeah, he's got a bubble. I mean, that is a that that is oh, what yeah. scouts are looking for. Uh, if you if you're if you're trying to win leverage on the line, that's that's the bottom half you're looking for in Javon Hargrave. Eric Armstead built very different, but he's been a stud player for the 49ers for a long time inside. Uh, but to me, it, it's Javon Hargrave that gets that that other spot at defensive tech. I do too. He has to be in the lineup. He's an excellent player in his prime. The money reflects that. So he's in. This fourth guy's a little bit of a projection, a little odd for me, to be honest with you. I think it comes down to two names. Let's see if you differ with me. I, I want to throw out Taylor from the uh, the Seahawks, but I don't think he makes the cut. I think Darrell Taylor has some edge excitement to him, but I think it has to come down to your boy Armstead or Draymond Jones, but neither one's a true edge. You know, they don't look like Nick Bosa. Right. This is the toughest one. I think you've got yeah. second rounder BJ Ojolari in Arizona. Could he potentially be that guy? Um, there is Nwosu in, in uh, Seattle as well. They drafted boy Mafe, like Derek Hall back-to-back second rounders in 2022 and 2023. So they've got a, a collection of guys that c- are competing there. Um, I, I think Nwosu had the best statistical Edge I didn't even consider him, to be honest with you. In Seattle. Um, and I like Boye Mafe to take a step this year. Derek Hall, they drafted, so maybe they don't like Mafe or Nosu or Taylor, uh, you know, uh, all similarly drafted guys. Um, the, the second end is hard, and I think, mm-hmm. it, and it's not cheating if we were to put Eric Armstead over there, who's played a lot of big no. end and then moves inside and rushes from the interior, and you would be it would be the stoutest group you could put together if Eric Armstead was there. So I have no problem with that, but again, I'm not trying to be a homer and put all 49ers on this list. See, I think Draymond Jones is the same argument as Armstead, though. I, I, I'm sure Armstead is high, has played a higher percentage of edge snaps than Jones in their career. But Jones has played a lot of three, four end. He's lined up over the tackle. I think he's an ascending player. And I don't know that Armstead's a descending player, but I think if we had to pick one guy to add to any team, I would take Jones over Armstead. Uh, You definitely get the tiebreakers in this one. So Draymond Jones, it is. He is our fourth defensive lineman. I mean, certainly not an edge bender, you know, type guy. But right, you know, right, right, right. We're, we're just I'm gonna go with them. We're gonna overpower guys in the NFC West here. Okay. Uh, linebacker, uh, Fred Warner is one, and Easily. I mean the old head Bobby Wagner. He had a good season last year. Like he's still playing at a high level, even though he's getting a little long in the tooth. And you know, maybe Dre Greenlock could be in consideration. There's some other linebackers in this division. A couple of first rounders in Arizona, but I don't think any of them are playing at a higher level than Bobby Wagner is still. Wow. War- I was going to vote for Greenlaw. <laughs> okay. I-, I mean, I don't think he's just Robin to Warner's Batman. I think he's a tremendous player. I don't think I have to convince you of what he does well. But I really have Warner in stone, of course. Greenlaw, question mark. Wagner, question mark, is what's written down here on my cute little sheet. So I had Greenlaw ahead of him, but 
I'm very cool with it. Again, that's a 50-50 split. I think Wagner's still better. What Greenlaw does, um, especially as a as an outside linebacker with his athleticism and the way he flies around. Yeah. Um if if we're going nickel with two, you know, two off ball backers, he'd be a nice fit there just because of how well he plays in pass coverage. But Bobby Wagner's always been so good at that too. And Bobby yeah. Wagner's and just seeing Wagner with Warner together on the field would be so oh. fun because they know what's happening before it happens, kind of thing, you know. Um and and it's also I think the changing of the guard. I mean, since Keekley, yes. Wagner's been the best in the league, and now it's Warner. You know, and then it's Warner. I, I'm right. fine with it. Wagner's great still. I want to see him together, and we'll we'll, we'll give we'll we'll give Greenlaw one more year. And if you are projecting, maybe this is the year that he takes over. Still, some uh, some some ways that Greenlaw could get better, and kind of you know some boneheaded moves and, and runs himself out of some plays and uh, some penalties and some things like that 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 he could tighten up a little bit. And we'll see if he continues to ascend. Ascend, and then next year there'll be no doubt that Drake Greenlaw is the guy on this list. Okay. I'm cool with it. All right. So Bobby Wagner is linebacker two with Fred Warner. Uh, now we got to talk secondary and I want to start with safety because uh, I will fight you. If you don't put Buda Baker on this team, man, I'll fight you. If you don't put Buda Baker on. This okay, team. good. good, <laughs> good. We got to have. And, and so, yeah, we've got some more Arizona Cardinal representation here and uh, we've got one on each side of the ball now. So that's, that's a good thing. Uh, could there, there be some other Cardinals in the secondary? Probably not. They lost no, Byron Murphy. Um, the cards portion of this podcast might be it's done. Come to a conclusion. Yes. Uh, Talano Hufango is. I mean, he he got accolades. He played so well last year. If Buda Baker's the free safety, Talano Hufango is the strong safety. That's a pretty strong group. group. But uh, Quandre Diggs, uh, you know, Jamal Adams. Hard to know what he is right now, mm-hmm. and and what he will be. Quandre Diggs, one of the more underrated players probably in the NFL. And, and we, I think we've said that a lot when it comes to uh, safeties, just because they just don't, it's just harder. It's harder to scout them. It's harder to know who's good at that position in the NFL. Quandre Diggs is really good. So uh, yeah. it's probably Hufanga or Diggs for me to be that second safety in the West. So we've had to do this a couple of times with O-line and secondary in particular, where you got to lump all the positions together. How do we get our best five out there? And Jamal Adams, to me, doesn't cut the mustard, but both Seattle safeties are quite strong. So I'm going to skip ahead. Would you fight me on the rookie and the second-year corner as our starting corners in Seattle, Witherspoon and Wolin? I mean, the Rams zone of anybody, the cards zone of anybody. There's not a niner you'd put over Witherspoon and Wolin, is there? uh, I mean, Charvarius Ward... um is was a really good player and he had kind of some ups and downs but ward versus witherspoon would you would you rather roll the dice with the rookie i'd I'd probably i'd roll the dice with what witherspoon could be and and we're projecting that out but yeah i have no problem with that so then my next question for you then is as your fifth guy i don't even care what position he lines up more than ever would it be ward or Diggs? Because I think Hafonga and Baker are our starting safeties. Well, I just want to say one thing here. Before we figure out who the the final, the fifth and final uh, member of our secondary is and the final mm-hmm. player on our all-NFC West team, can we just hold on a second and appreciate the absurdity of the names that are in the secondary for the Los Angeles Rams now? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Like, I'm just I'm going to read off these names. You tell me who's a real player and who's not. Russ... <laughs> 
<laughs> Russ Yeast, Jordan Fuller, Quentin Lake, Jason Taylor the second, not that Jason Taylor. We've not got the Quind- Hall of Famer, yeah. Right. Quindell Johnson is, is one of the names there in the secondary. And that's just the safeties. Like Russ Yeast is, is an all-time name, by the way. I love that one. <laughs> um, he's gonna be a starter. They got a sixth and seventh round, right. you know, guys in the last couple of drafts that are gonna be starting there for them in the secondary. And then at corner, you've got Darian Kendrick and Robert Rochelle and Sean Jolly and Tim Marcus Davis, not Tim, not Marcus, Tim Marcus Davis. You've got Jordan Jones, Tyon Davis, Cameron McCutcheon, Vincent Gray. I mean, I I wouldn't know any of those guys if I saw them. The only guy I knew, I know, I'm looking at the depth chart too, and you didn't make up any of those names. They're real. (laughs) Those are are all real names, by the way. Yeah, I didn't throw any fake ones. The only ones I kind of knew were Jordan Fuller, Darian Kendrick, because he got in a lot of trouble with Georgia, and... LT's uh, nephew, the rookie, you know, Hodges Tomlinson's in there, but none of them are necessarily oh, right, yeah. good. And <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of Robert Rochelle too. Yeah. Robert Rochelle and, and Darian Kendrick, the starting corners most likely for them are, you know, names that we have at least seen on but paper, but again, I wouldn't know them if I, uh, you know, cross them on the, pass them on the street. No, they're all so young though. I mean, there's rookies all over the step chart and second year guys all over the step chart. And none of them are like day one or day two picks. That's the whole defense. So again, going back to our our secondary, Hufanga strong safety digs as the fifth extra DB, and then Buddha's Witherspoon. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So then, then yeah, Buddha would probably be the guy who drops into the nickel in those situations, and then Devin Witherspoon and Tariq Woolen on the outside. That's my vote. I think we agree. I like it. I'm in. Okay, pretty good. Good, pretty good group. Good. Yeah, D's, the, the, D is strong. The West, just, the West is strong. The West is strong, yeah. I don't love the... Some things have to go right. The non both yeah, yeah. And that too. Interior line's questionable. Well, look, if, if quarter... Some interior line questions, but that's the p- place you might want to have questions because at least we have three guys that can play there. You're not going to be, you know, completely in trouble probably if you're building a, mm-hmm. super, a super team. So depending on how things go at quarterback for the West, they could be a, a, one of the best still. Still some stars in this division versus the other all division teams. But we did miss an opportunity, Matt, to uh, to put in the next great dynastic 49ers quarterback in Brock Purdy. But hmm. we have other years to do this. Yeah. <laughs> or <Trey Lance>. or, <laughs> or uh, the next Geno Smith and Sam Darnold. But two rookies on the squad. We got Witherspoon yeah. and Johnson. First time that's ever happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First Two double rookie team. And I think only the third and fourth rookies of the entire series of all division teams. I think you might be right. Bijan was one and Kincaid was one. There might be another out there, but you're, you're definitely under six. All right. Let us know at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL, how we did, where you disagree, where you agree. And of course, make sure you are subscribed up on the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. And we will say goodbye to Matt Williamson until after his vacation. I will be back later this week. Get your mailbag questions in as well on Twitter and on the YouTube comments. Matt and I will talk to you next time right here. Peacock and Williamson.